Hi, Cole here, creator and narrator of The Town Whispers. It's been a long summer, but the leaves once again fall, and with autumn comes longer nights that beg for darker tales. And to fill those long, cold evenings, I've launched a brand new podcast called Tiny Terrors. Tiny Terrors is a nostalgic horror anthology series that is as fun as it is dark. Join three friends as they delve into a forgotten corner of storytelling history and bring to light the darker depths yet still hidden in those often untraveled corners. Subscribe, listen, and review Tiny Terrors wherever you listen to podcasts. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Town Whispers is a narrative horror podcast that will tell the many stories hidden behind the rain and the fog and the trees of a town called The Fort. Events that take place in The Fort are not suitable for all listeners. Discretion is advised. In a world of secrets, in a town built upon stilts in the shifting sands and silt of those secrets, who in the right mind would want to do anything more than watch and listen with so much to see and hear? Why step into the muck of it, the mess of it? Why try your hand at creating chaos of your own when it was so abundant? If it were possible in a place such as the one he had inhabited, to ask Edward August Hall that question, he might have said there was no reason to do such a thing. From what Edward August Hall had seen, and as far as he knew, Edward August Hall had seen it all. To get involved. To try your hand. To snatch for power or exercise your ambition was a cardinal sin, and if there was anyone to believe, it would be Edward August Hall, because he knew more than anyone who'd ever lived or would ever live in the fort. But despite the thick red ink of such a rule, the rule to watch and listen but nothing more, Edward August Hall itched despite his lack of body and that itch had a name and that name was boredom. Oh, Edward August Hall was so bored, and so many of the townsfolk were so small. Small minds, small lives, small problems, and smaller shadows. And then there was that dastardly trio, 
Mother Cyprian, Jacob and Alfie just running in circles, really. Mother Cyprian with her never-ending schemes, Jacob with his never-ending mischief. And Alfie, well, Alfie was just sad. Really sad. And pockmarked with grief. Of course there was Adam. He'd returned to town still wearing the skin and meat and bones of an orphan boy named James. Just James, with no last name. No history, no family, nothing but a curious coin. Of course, Edward August Hall knew all about James before James was in fact Adam, but if he had a mouth to gossip with, he would have kept that one to himself. Some secrets are more valuable than to be traded like currency. Edward August Hall had seen it all, and if he had legs and a bottom, he'd be sitting on a mountain of gems. Which, no matter how nicely one could ask, if he had had a face to sneer with, well, that's all one would get for their pleasantry and their pleases and their desperate I-need-to-knows when the questions were asked. If anyone wanted to know the truth of James and his odd little coin, then as far as Edward August Hall was concerned, it was up to them. There would be absolutely no cheating, no copying of notes. That secret, among others, was his, and he'd take it as far and as wide as his domain stretched to keep it safe, because he knew that only he knew. And that was more intoxicating than anyone could fathom to know for certainty that what he held was one of a kind. But despite the jewels and the gems, and despite how priceless and precious they may be, Edward August Hall couldn't help but wonder what it might be like to play a hand in the game these long shadows played. That would be a cardinal sin from his own testament, but Edward August Hall could feel the peak of his power still further abroad beyond the boundaries of his domain. Edward August Hall wanted to see what was beyond. No matter how much he knew, no matter how long he watched, and no matter how intently he listened, none of it would show him what was beyond the nothing, and beyond the world of light and shadows. That was the question, wasn't it? Of course it was. Edward August Hall had thought on it often, contemplating the edges to which he'd stretched his consciousness, and what forged those edges, what put them there in the first place. Who boxed him in. It had once been so freeing to explore, to watch, to hide and grow, each unspoken truth a dedication in his name, an offering to him, and the power it gave him was impressive to say the least, because he could, if he wanted to, well, he could influence those beyond his realm, especially those touched by it, those who walked with their heels to it even those who accidentally managed to visit. Someone like... Oh, someone like Garrett Franklin. Yes, yes, of course, Garrett Franklin. His ante into the game, his token, his hand to be played. Edward August Hall had played around with the idea for quite some time, testing the waters just a toe at a time. First, it was the nightmares. Small and odd, a glaring face behind a window hidden in the reflection of a room. It was exhilarating to break the rules, even if they were his own. So, the nightmares quickly escalated, and they'd escalated to the point where Edward August Hall could literally hear Garrett's heart beating out of his chest. 
If Edward August Hall still had a mouth, he would have smiled a smile of self-satisfaction. But when he saw Garrett Franklin wake in a cold sweat in how he walked about the world attired an empty-eyed man for the rest of the day, well, well, that was power. And power made Edward August Hall want to dance, and he would have if he had feet and legs and knees and hips to dance with. How could he stop after that? Cardinal sins and rules be damned, what could Edward August Hall do if he just applied himself? Maybe it was time to stop simply being an observer. Whether it was or it wasn't, Edward August Hall didn't care because Edward August Hall had seen it all and he'd never seen anyone aside from maybe Adam do what he could do. And that was a big maybe. In the past, it had been different. But since Edward August Hall had been watching, Adam was just pushed about. Which begged the question, why? Oh, who cared? Edward August Hall had made a project out of Garrett Franklin, and with such a toy, who cared what Adam wouldn't do when Edward August Hall was just discovering what he could and would? After the nightmare, sleepwalking had been the next big step. That had been a delicate balancing act of exerting power and allowing Garrett the agency to move his own body. At first, Edward August Hall had found it difficult to coexist with Garrett's subconscious, but not impossible. What was impossible, however, was exerting that same control to guide him gently to push him where he wanted Garrett to go during his waking hours. Delusions were the best he could manage. So, there he was. Edward August Hall, more powerful than Mother Cyprian, more hidden than Jacob, and, well, certainly less pathetic than Alfie. And there was Garrett, who was unknowingly and unwittingly in his employ and made for a fantastic toy, especially given his current circumstances. But there was something that troubled Edward August Hall, yes, yes, something that troubled him deeply indeed. As Edward August Hall, who'd seen it all, pulled and plucked at the strings of Garrett Franklin, making him do as he willed, as he had really begun to make strides, evolving the sleepwalking to a full infestation, pushing the buttons of that subconsciousness of his. Something had slipped in. A silly little poem, really, but one that said more than what it expressed at face value with words alone. Perhaps it was paranoia. The first time it had happened, he decided it was just that, something from a memory buried deep. And how was Edward August Hall to know any better? Before he'd found Garrett with his mind already frayed and ripped at the seams, there was no need to watch him. After all, Garrett did the same thing every day with no deviation, and that was boring. What little ambition he'd had, boring what little purpose he'd had boring, what little future he'd had, oh, boring. What could possibly be so interesting to warrant Edward August Hall's watchful eye? Edward August Hall already knew what had broken Garrett. He'd watched it. Some might say in some small part he'd instigated it. At the very least, he'd greatly benefited from it. That was, of course, the first time he'd let himself be seen by Reverend Albert, and that beautifully naive man that thought him a god. But as time passed, Edward August Hall began to think that 
Maybe Reverend Albert was right. Maybe Edward August Hall was a god. Not the god, but a self-fashioned one, and in his own fashion he'd prove that very sentiment. After all, wasn't divine intervention a lack of free will? Wasn't it fate? And wasn't that at the whim of God? And wasn't Garrett Franklin, at least while he slept prey to Edward August Hall's will? He was. But God could also raise the dead, couldn't he? Edward August Hall was sure he thought he had. Which kept him thinking. The same way he'd begun to wonder if he could influence Garrett. If he could extend his will into the world, and he could, and his influence would grow, perhaps it was time to try something new. Ah, that was it. That would surely solve the boredom. Edward August Hall would try something new, and maybe in that he would find what he was looking for. Could Edward August Hall raise the dead? Could he? He wondered. Of course he could. He could do anything as long as all those petty little people in the fort kept their secrets, kept repeating them over in their mind, offering it to him over and over, feeding him over and over. And so it was that Edward August Hall went home for the first time in a very, very long while. Last time he'd tried. At the beginning of it all, it had been impossible to navigate the black nothing of that place, his domain on the edge of annihilation, but now he was the entirety of that place. He encompassed it all, and he had gorged himself like a leech. So what was it really? To just expend a little bit of what he'd hoarded to find his way home? To thin himself out? To expend himself a little, to detach just simply for a moment to move and make his way home for the sake of his experiment. For the sake of exploration and knowledge and extending his will and influence. To his surprise, despite his wariness, he had found his way home with little to no effort. There he was, staring at himself, through the window, back into the room where his body lay as if something pulled him there, as if someone had had guided him home. Edward August Hall was thinner than he remembered, and much older. He had gray hair. It was long and unkept. It looked greasy and matted. Well, that made sense, because no one minded Edward August Hall. No one minded him at all, and still no one minded him. If anything, they minded him less now. Edward August Hall watched as the door slowly opened. There he is. Hello, Edward August Hall. I've been meaning to introduce myself for quite some time. Can you talk. I mean, do you have time to, uh, chat? You know, with such a busy schedule, I wouldn't want to impose, but, but unfortunately, I must. You see, it appears I've been gone for quite some time, and before that, I was gone even longer, and unbeknownst to me, and despite my best effort, it seems the world, even our little slice of it, has moved on without me. So, 
Edward. Can I call you Eddie? Edward August Hall sounds a little too stuffy, doesn't it? A little too self-important. So, Eddie, I hear most folks don't mind you too much. Uh, <laughs> in fact, they don't really mind you at all, do they? As Adam approached the corner of the bed, he placed a hand on the skeletal neck on the body that once belonged to Edward August Hall and from just outside the window, in the black beyond that barrier, Edward watched nervously. Hey, Eddie, have you ever wondered what happens to you if you die? Adam gripped Edward's comatose throat. It felt brittle and frail and easy to snap. Hmm. No thoughts. Did I confuse you? I mean, what happens to you out there watching if your body dies in here? It's the age-old question, really, isn't it? Adam's grip tightened, and Edward August Hall felt a breathlessness that he'd not experienced since his ascension. Listen, I don't really want to, but I will. Wait, n- no, 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 sorry, that, no, that wasn't right. I mean, I, I want to, I, I desperately want to, but I won't, if you tell me what I want to know. Adam's grip tightened, and the pale skin of Edward's old body laying there in the bed began to turn blue in the lips and flushed in the cheeks. No one minded you, Eddie, but I mind you. I've been minding your intrusion for a while. I tolerated it because it's always good to have a second pair of eyes. But if you don't tell me what I want to know, I'm really going to start minding you. This episode was written, directed, and narrated by Cole Weavers, with sound production and editing by Harlan Guthrie. Our theme song is by the ever-wonderful Charlie P.S. This episode featured Cole Weavers as Adam. To find additional information or join our Patreon to support the show and receive ad-free episodes, visit our website at thetownwhispers.com. Rate and review us online. Tweet us at The Town Whispers. Join us on Discord by clicking the link in the description. Visit us on Facebook or email us at thetownwhispers at pulpaudio.ca. The Town Whispers is a serialized horror podcast produced by Pulp Audio, distributed by Callum Doherty of the Rusty Quill Network, and licensed under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Share Alike 4.0 International License. I got the ghost of you inside of He's so-